Good morning, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. We're in part two of our series entitled More. Um, Has your fast been going pretty good? Those of you who are fasting, been going good, 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 good. Love it. Love it. Yeah, so we're in part two today. I'm going to jump right in. I have a good chunk of a good amount of uh, material and content. And so today I want to bring you a message entitled, A Method for Miracles. A Method for Miracles. And um, we're going to define method. We are a note-taking church, so I encourage you to um, pull out notes and pens and notepads and all that. Uh, Method. We're going to define method as the approach the approach to optimize your time of fasting, the approach that we're going to take to optimize this season of fasting and prayer. If you're not fasting with us, be encouraged. Um, you, can, you can start a fast tomorrow, today. Uh, many of us are Daniel fasting. We are um, fruits, water, fruit juice, and vegetables um, that comes from Daniel chapter 10 in your Old Testament Bible. Um, some of us are liquid fasting. Some of you are all water right now and fruit juice. Um, we're praying for you. Um, that's a stretch. Some of you are partial fasting. You can fast, be it Daniel fast or liquid fast from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m., sun up to sun, sundown. That is a partial fast. Um, all these different types of fasts that you can do. Uh, if we have any booklets available, uh, I don't know if we do or if we don't, we do. You can, you can stop by outside or, or you can ask someone that you see with a superhero shirt and they can help you get a more booklet. The first page helps you out with different types of fasting. And so we, we encourage you to join us as a church. We're fasting until January 26. This is an annual thing that we do to start our year. Uh, Matthew 6, Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and everything you need will be added into your life. So we seek God at the top of the year um, to, to see what he's going to do throughout the rest of the year. And so it's funny. I love, I love what God does. Um, I feel more settled this service. I know my content. Cool. Um, not to say you should never come to 930, but <laughs> I'm better at the 11. So, um, and I just lost my point. I was flowing for a minute. Dang it. Such a great intro. Let me go back. So, yeah, that's what I was saying. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. That's what I was saying, um, that you can join us on this fast. <laughs> so we're going to get into the content. And, um, yes, that's what I was saying. Next year, uh, next January, the series is going to be called Wonder Twins. And so that's going to be fun. We're going to talk about the power of prayer and fasting. I'll be sharing some vision with you all on February 2nd. It's going to be Vision Sunday, I know we're moving into our new building. Um, let's celebrate that. That is exciting. And so just to update you a little bit, um, we are, um, I know we said we would start work sooner, but uh, we're, we're still working with the city, uh, the fire marshal, and a lot of you understand that. Um, the, the landlord won't be back from vacation until tomorrow. So he still hasn't executed the lease. This is a lease place. We're in a five-year lease. Uh, I believe we're going to outgrow it in two years. So um, it may turn into central offices. Um, 
but I'll share some more of that vision with you on February 2nd. Um, God has not spoken to me like this in almost eight years, uh, and it was on day three of our fast. So get ready. Uh, there's more to come, and uh, we'll keep updating you on the building. Right now, you can go on our website to events, and you can sign up to serve. I think Saturday, uh, last two Saturdays of the month, you can come in and paint and clean up and uh, carpet towels and all that stuff that you're great at, and uh, I'll be there uh, rooting you on. Uh, no, I'll be doing some work. All right, cool. All right, so uh, a method for a miracle uh, the first thing I want to do is give you a method or an approach to fasting. So this is a very practical message. Uh, I want to give you a few different things that you can do as you fast. Number one, uh, we'll, here we go. We're going to start. Prepare to win the day. Prepare to win the day. Right now we're doing 5.30 a.m. prayer calls. Um, they personally, for me, they've been amazing. For some of you, it's been a struggle. Um, I know, I know some of y'all are asleep on the other side of the phone, so yeah, no, I understand. But for me, uh, I, personally, I've stayed up to pray and, and to write and, and to just get a start on the day before the boys get up, um, because when they get up, your day is done. Um, it's just been so great. Benjamin Franklin said this. He said, early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. There's something about that. Uh, science has proven that there are a lot of benefits to waking up early in the morning, given that you've been responsible with your evening. Um, and a few of these benefits, I'll share them with you, is number one, when you wake up early, if you've gotten good sleep, you have more of a positive outlook. Uh, you have a greater focus, more energy, and uh, your, your, your mentality is just in a better place. They say people who actually get great sleep and they wake up early, they make better grades. And so it's so important that you take care of your evening if you're going to capitalize on what God is doing early in the morning. I have a personal belief. I can't prove it. But I believe that when God formed Adam and he breathed his breath into the body of Adam, I believe that he woke him up between 4 and 5 in the morning so that Adam could see the rising of the sun. There's something, something about that that God just operates in. Prepare to win the day. Jesus says this in Matthew 6. He says, when you fast, this is Christ. So Jesus is our Lord. He is our king. He is the ruler of our lives. So there's an expectation in the kingdom of God that you do fast. Right, right. It's not if you fast or if you feel like fasting. As a Christian, we fast. And, and we, we have to remain sensitive to the leading and the prompting of the Holy Spirit when God calls us to fast. But I love what he says, very practical here. Don't make it obvious, as the religious people do. For they try to look miserable and disheveled, so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth. I love King James. He says, verily, verily. <laughs> Y'all don't know nothing about King James. Verily, verily. You read King James, it'll have you looking up words all the time. What does verily mean? That just sounds serious. But then they come out with all these new translations, and here it is. I tell you the truth. That is, all, that is the only reward you will ever get. But when you fast, do you make up, freshen up, brush your hair, wash your face, look good, prepare to win the day. 
then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private and your father who sees everything will reward you. Essentially, a lot of us in, in this, as we're fasting, we, we're fasting and we're fasting with our church and we go to work or we go to school or we wake up and we're around friends and family and we just kind of, you know, slugging around and, uh, and, and you, know, you know, the people ask us, so what's, what's wrong with you? What's going on? Like you look kind of sick or down or something's going on with you. And it's like, well, you know, my church is fasting and we're doing a fast. (laughs) Jesus is saying, that's your reward. Their question, their concern, that's all you're going to get out of your fast. And their response is, oh, that's weird and stupid. Okay, well. (laughs) And they just go on with their day. Like, that's your reward. But he's saying, "Don't, don't do that. Get up to win the day. Get your mind right. Beat the day. Don't allow the day to beat you before it even starts. Get up. There's something about getting dressed. I have a personal belief that if you don't feel it, you should act it until you feel it. A lot of us, it's reversed. It's, I don't feel it, so I don't want to do it. You got to do it so that your body will get, will get in line. That's what Jesus is saying. Do it. Because he understands the natural reaction to not eating is to just slug around, right? So prepare to win the day. God has a reward for you. The second thing you should do, a method... Uh, for miracles is disrupt the norm. When you're in a season of fasting, you got to disrupt the norm. For 14 years now, I've disrupted the norm. I I like all kinds of music, but especially in a season of fasting, I got to put away certain things. Love Drake. Drake has to go. He got to go. I'm not even going to be religious about it. And like I'm all holy and I never listen to anything, but you know, a lot of people think that the pastor's house is all angels flying around and he's always reading the Bible and the only thing he ever watches is the passion of the Christ. No, no, I'm watching guys kick people in the face and, you know, all that stuff. You know, flipping tables. Jesus flipped tables. Jesus was an action guy. But, but when you're in a season of fasting, you got to disrupt the norm. You got to put that stuff away. So, so I, I took away a lot, of, a lot of my movies and a lot of music. I, I can't watch certain shows. There are certain people I can't talk to w- w- when I'm fasting. When you're fasting, you got you to gotta watch your relationships. You got to get from around certain people. You got to take a break. I love what Jesus says here, Matthew 6 again. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. So, so whatever you look at, whatever you see, it's shining. It's enlightening your body. It's it's informing, leading, guiding, filling your body. It's not like this. It's like this into your body. And he says this here, when your eye is healthy, your whole body, your whole soul is filled with the light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. A lot of times, babe, honestly, if I can be honest, you know, um, I think I'm competing with Thor. <laughs> Thor's handsome. He's tall. He's strong. He can wield a hammer. And then I get up in the morning, day two of a fast, and I look in the mirror, and I'm like, I'm not Thor. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm Joshua Redding. I know you love me. But, but what I'm saying is, on a more serious note, if we're not careful, because, let me put it to you like this. Fasting opens you up to the spiritual realm. Okay? And so you're in a very spiritual, spiritual season, time of your life when you're fasting, and, and you're opened up to anything, demonic activity, angelic activity, what God wants to do in your life. So you just can't go and watch the same old movies 
Because those things will begin to dictate, why isn't my life like that? Why isn't my wife like that? Why isn't my job like that? Why isn't this like that? It's the reason why most of us are off of Instagram and social media right now. Because if we're not careful, we can become envious and, and jealous and we can want to be somewhere where God has not called us. When you're fasting, you got to, dis- what Jesus is saying is disrupt the norm. You got to watch it. There are two ways that things enter into your life, your eye gate and your ear gate. It's the same thing Satan did in the garden. Oh, you see the tree? Yeah, I see the tree. Well, eat the fruit. And the day thereof that you eat, you will be like God. So he's, he's working on Adam and Eve's eye. Wow, it does look good. Mmm. And then he gets in their ear. And the day that you eat thereof, you're going to be like God. Before you know it, it's, it's, so you got to be careful what you're filling your soul with. You ought to be filling your car with worship. You ought to be coming to church every Sunday to get that worship in your heart, to get that gratitude out to God. When you're, when you're fasting, these are some things that you should be doing. Disrupt the norm. Number three, replace meals with reading the word. Replace meals with reading the word. Luke 4, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Every word of God. The, the, the term there in the Greek is zoe, live, zoe, Z-O-E. And that, that word means live means thrive, yeah. overcoming. God wants to put a grace on your life during this fast where you overcome things that you've never overcome before. Amen. And the way you're going to do that is by replacing some meals with the scripture. So when you fast, this is part of disrupting the norm, too, is sometimes you need to skip breakfast and, and dive into that devotional. Right. Dive into that devotional. I know, babe, God has you reading Ezra and Nehemiah chronologically. So right now you're in Ezra. That's where you're rooted. You're not in Matthew. You're not in Revelation. You're not in Genesis. That, that God has prepared a meal before you. God is, this is a meal. A lot of people, I don't, I can't hear God. I, I can't hear God. There are four ways that you hear God. This isn't even a part of my message, but go ahead and write this down. You hear God through, number one, the Bible. He's always speaking. Number one, the scripture, always. Number two, you hear God through spiritual authority. So pastors, those that you consider your spiritual authority, can't wait to do a series called Secrets of Success. It's going to be good authority. We need authority in our lives. Um, I, am a, I am a spiritual covering to everyone that considers me their pastor. I am your covering. And, and, and so when I speak, God is speaking. I'm not God, but God speaks. So your spiritual authority. Number three, the Holy Spirit. That's God in your heart. Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit. You can read John 14 through 16. You get an entire survey of the Holy Spirit. And then number four, this takes a little bit more discernment to understand your, your circumstances. Yeah, that, that, that takes a little growth. But God is speaking to you all the time through your circumstances. And so um, replace meals with the word of God. The word of God, this is what happens. The word of God enters the, the digestive center of your soul. And it breaks down into the spiritual nutrients that you need. And so all those truths when you're fasting, those promises, that revelation, whatever God reveals to you, it gets deep down into your soul. And it begins to transform you from the inside out. 
And as you live it out, you begin to see the results of a God-sized life. Right? So, so the hanger verse for the series more is Ephesians 3.20. God can do exceedingly, abundantly more, infinitely more than you ask or think according to the power that works within you. How do you get sustenance during a fast? How do you get power? How do you get strength? You need food. Well, during a fast, you fill yourself up with the word of God. Jesus said we don't live by bread, but by the word of God. Because God's going to call you to certain things this year, and you're going to need faith. And you're, not going to, you're going to have five minutes or ten minutes or a day to make a decision. And what you're going to need to do is draw back to that season of fasting where God filled you with a promise. Where he gave you instruction, where he gave you guidance, where he gave you comfort. And you're going to have to step out on what he told you during the season of fasting. So for the next 14 days, I want to challenge you to skip a few meals and fill yourself up with the word of God. The other approach we're going to take is understanding that prayer is key. Prayer is key. Is key, is key. Um, Daniel 6 Daniel had some haters, and they were trying to pass a law to prevent him, to prevent him from praying to his God. Uh, children of Israel, they are in Babylon right now, and David is a high-ranking official. As a matter of fact, David is the top-ranking official right under the king. If you are a Christian, you are called to be the best. You're called to be in high places. And so it says this here, it says that Daniel 6, it says that David went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with his windows open toward Jerusalem. So he always was praying towards home, the promised land. He prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to his God. Need to go ahead and jot this down. Fasting without prayer is dieting. Same thing with reading the word. You just, you might be dropping some pounds. You might be a little sluggish, a little tired. But if you're not praying, if you're not reading, you're just dieting. Fasting without prayer is dieting. Prayer promotes a deeper level of intimacy with God. This is very important. Watch this here. It promotes a deeper level of intimacy with God when you're fasting. Um, in the garden, the Bible says that Adam knew Eve. That word knew means that they came together and they produced a child. It's important that you pray during seasons of fasting so that God can impart something, so that God can impart a seed into you. You need to become pregnant with something during this fast so that you can give birth to something in February and throughout the rest of the year. Prayer during times of fasting. So once again, skip meals and go pray. Skip, skip, skip that outing and, and stay home and pray and rest and tell people to chill out. Y'all doing the same thing anyway. Amen. Same thing. Go talk about the same stuff. Stay home. Stay home and chill out. Right. And, and pray. I mean, some of the I remember when we first met. Uh, well, after you got saved, this was months after we met. But um, you, you had just given your life to Christ and it was your first 21 day fast. And you would come over during the day and we did our three day all water fast. And uh, we spend time in my house and um, we, we read the book of Revelations. Jesus, what was I thinking? You're a baby Christian. I was taking you through Revelations. And so we we're reading Revelation. 
And the Lord was just speaking like it was making sense. You don't have to be afraid of revelations. He just, he, it, 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 you don't have to be, I know it's allegory, it's metaphors, it's all different things, but you, you, on a fast, you actually ought to dive into a load of revelations. But we would, re, this was our thing. We would wake up, we would sip our water, we would read, and, and we go to sleep. We wake back up, we read, sip our water, we go to sleep. And maybe you got to work or whatever, but you can, you can structure your life in a way to where you're optimizing your, your time of prayer and reading throughout the day. You ought to time block it when you're fasting. Don't, don't just get up like it's a normal, you know, like a normal December, November, October. No, you need to time block times of prayer when you're fasting. And God would speak to us the most. Worry would lift off. Sickness would lift off. We'd get calls of, of, of breakthrough, and, and, and we'd be praying for certain people, and, and we'd hear the testimonies of God coming through in their lives. You, you got you to gotta sit down and take your time and pray because that stuff is going to lead to joy and to peace and to clarity. It's really in times of prayer where God speaks to you. I remember reading where Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. It was right before he was going to go to the cross. And um, the, the, the word Gethsemane means crushing, crushing. Like you can go there now in Israel. Um, we're praying right now about going to Israel in 2021 or 2022. We'll take a group with us. I've never been there. I'd love to go. And so I'd love for you to come too. And it, it means crushing. And so right before he was going to the cross, Jesus asked his disciples, he said, pray with me. Because he understood that his greatest need in that time of pressure and in that time of pain was prayer. Your greatest need right now, a lot of you, is prayer. It's not a solution. It's not an open door. It's not money. It's not even healing. Whatever. Your greatest need right now is that you need to pray so God can work in that. So make sure during the season of fasting that you are praying. The other thing here is write what God reveals. Write it. Habakkuk 2, 2 says this, write down the revelation and make it plain. Make it plain. Uh, 21 days of fasting in 2012. I was fasting for 21 days. You can do this. You can fast for 21 days for one thing if you want. And God will, God will give you clarity. I was asking the Lord, do you want me to pursue medical school or vocational ministry? Day 10. Of the fast, he made it clear. Every sermon I heard was about pursuing, pursuing ministry. Every, every person I talked to that, that was a mentor or a pastor in my life was all about pursuing ministry. And then the peace came. Because the Bible says that a thing is established in the presence of two witnesses. So every, every sermon I heard, one witness. Every person that was a mentor or a pastor in my life, two witnesses. And then the peace came. That was my third witness. I didn't know what it was going to look like. I don't have a granddad that's in ministry. Don't have a great grandfather. Don't have an uncle. No one was passing a church down to me. But God said, I'm calling you to vocational ministry. God can speak specifically to you when you're reading and when you're in prayer. And when you come out of prayer, you need to come out of prayer and you need to write it down. He says, write down the revelation and make it plain. And the rest of it says, so that, uh, go ahead and pull it up. So that a runner can run with the, cor and with the correct message to others. The reason you need to write it down is because your faith needs a target. 
to many of us, we're running unrestrained. The Bible says that um, um, those who don't have a vision are unrestrained. Those who don't have a vision, they just kind of. You look up 10 years later, you're, you're 10 years later, I'm going to be a doctor. How old are you? I'm 20. I'm going to be a doctor. How old are you? I'm 30. I'm going to be a doctor. How old are you? Brother, you've been becoming a doctor for 20 years. You got to write it so that you can run. How can I put this? Vision gives fuel to your faith. Write that down. Vision gives fuel to your faith. A lot of us, it's not that Jesus is not good. It's that we haven't written down what he's put on our hearts, and he can't show us. He can't show us his power because we're not pursuing what he's called us to pursue. For a lot of us, God God has told us, stop, get out of that relationship. Move into this neighborhood. Do this, do that, do this. He's given you vision, and we'll, we'll sit on it. It's like, God, where are you? Well, I can't move until you actually do what I've told you to do. So I need you to get up and pursue what I've called you to pursue so I can do the miracles that I want to do in your life. So he said, write it down, write it down. And it came in so sweet, Isaac. Day three, it came in so sweet. I'm like, yeah. And so, so I told the directional team what it was, this fresh vision. This past meeting, the past week, and they was like, Man, we're excited about that, Pastor. Because we think that the building is an end. It's not even our, it's not even the main deal. It's a step. But now we got a new target. Not the building, the new vision. So you you better write it down, write it down. This other one, create pockets of rest. Create pockets of rest. Here it is, Psalm 4.8. I love this. In peace, I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. Here it is. Rest is an antidote to worry. Not the only, but one of many. Rest is an antidote to worry. As a matter of fact, Jesus commands us not to worry. And Paul says, don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. And we all break that biblical commandment every day. I know I broke it this morning. But, but rest. When you're fasting, you need to create pockets of rest. And, and this is why. This is why. God is calling you to rest so that he can do the fighting. A, a lot of us, we're in God's way. God's like, can you go and please take a nap? And, and, and sit down somewhere. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Go, go, go sit down somewhere. You're, you're in my way. Take, take a nap. Go, go, go do something. Go do a hobby. Go, go, go pray. Go listen to Highlight Church podcasts. Do something. Hold on. I got to pause for the calls. Where's Chris? We had, Chris, you reported to us yesterday that our podcasts are we're in New Zealand right now. Praise the Lord. Dominica, Dominican Republic. Japan. And it's exciting stuff. Spain. Spain. Highlight Spain. 
I need, I need a Spanish pastor, though. I can't go over there. I'm writing it down. So uh, write it down. I like Nigeria. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be fun. We're going places. We're, we're going to share that in an um, in annual, I forget, annual review video in February. It's going to be great. The, the number one podcast this year was Clear Vision. Y'all remember, some of y'all remember that message, Clear Vision. should go check it out. Check it out. Create pockets of rest. Um, here it is. Fast with friends. Fast with friends. This is what you call corporate fasting. Uh, Joel 1.14, announce a time of fasting. Call the people together for a solemn meeting. Bring the leaders and all the people of the land into the temple of the Lord and cry out to him there. Got a best friend, Kevin McKenzie. We gave our lives to Christ around the same time. And um, one thing that really expedited my growth in, in, in Christ and what, one thing that can expedite your growth in Christ is when you're walking with someone else. And so we committed to each other early in our faith process that whenever you fast, I'll fast with you. And so it could, it, it could have been in the middle of May. He said, Josh, my, my, my grandma's sick and the doctors say that she's passing away um, and she has this much time to live. Will you fast with me for three days? And I just say, what, whatever, I'll fast with you. That's what you call corporate Corporate fasting, call a solemn assembly, call it, get together and pray. There's nothing more powerful than praying with your church. Don't miss this season. If you haven't jumped on it, go ahead and jump on it now. There's nothing more powerful than fasting and praying with your church, fasting and praying with friends and family. Do that, do that, do that. Now I want to give you miracles of fasting. Are you ready? It is. That's the method. Number one, provision. 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 Provision is an amount of supply. It can be food, drink, equipment, shelter, finances, provision. One of God's greatest promises while you're fasting is the promise of provision. Let me find this. I want to read it out of the Bible. It's Nehemiah chapter 2. Let's start at verse 2. Ready? I'm not. Here it is. Verse 2. So Nehemiah is cupbearer to the king of Persia. Children of Israel are not home. They are exiled. They are not in Jerusalem. Nehemiah is also a top official. Seems to be uh, a theme in scripture. These guys, Jacob, I mean Joseph and Nehemiah and Daniel, uh, these guys are top officials. And... um, The walls of Jerusalem have been torn down. He's heard the news, and now he has a burden on his heart to go and rebuild the walls. The walls mean everything. And so he fasts, and he prays, and he repents of the sin of his nation, and he asks God to use him to rebuild these walls. Verse 2 says this, So the king asked me, Why are you looking so sad? You don't look sick to me. You must be deeply troubled. Then I was terrified. But I replied, long live the king. How can I not be sad? For the city where my ancestors are buried is in ruins, and the gates have been destroyed by fire. The king asked, well, how can I help you? I love this. How can I help you? He says this here, with a prayer to the God of heaven. With a prayer to the God of heaven. So before he went back to the king, he prayed. 
He had fasted in chapter one, but he went and he prayed. This was going to be the biggest opportunity of his life. Before he moved forward into a big decision, into a big project, into a big act, he went and he consulted the spirit of God. He prayed. The door's kind of cracked, but it's not fully open. And it says this here with a prayer. I replied, if it please the king, and if you are pleased with me, your servant, send me to Judah to rebuild the city where my ancestors are buried. The king with the queen sitting beside him. I love how the Bible makes that very clear because it's like the queen is like, now you know what's right. So he like, golly. All right, here it is. How long will you be gone? When will you return? After I told him how long I would be gone, the king agreed to my request. I also said to the king, I love this, I love this, I love this, I love this. That's why you got to write. This is why you got to pray. You got to get creative with it. Don't just wait on God to talk to you. You can ask God for anything during this fast. Pray about everything. Ask God for anything. I love it. Because now he's about to get creative. Now he's about to step out in faith. Now he's about to ask for the impossible. Now he's about to ask for only what God can do in his life. Watch this. Here it is. If it please the king, let me have letters addressed to the governors of the province west of the Euphrates River, instructing them to let me travel safely through the territory. Verse 8. And please give me a letter addressed to Asaph, the manager of the king's forest, instructing him to give me timber. I will need it to make beams for the gates of the temple fortress, the place of worship, greater house, here it is, for the city walls and for a house for myself. So he wants, oh, I love this. I, I've never caught this in 14 years. He wants to build the church. He wants to build the city. And he wants to build his house. I mean, he's asking for it all. You got to go big during times of prayer and fasting. You can't, Lord, keep my family. Open that door. No, you got to go big. And don't just go big. Go, go, go future. But because what, what, what Nehemiah is doing has implications for centuries. Not just tomorrow. God, just, I, can you make sure my paycheck comes in? That comes in every Friday. Every other. Why are we praying for that? You got to go big. And it says this here, and the king granted these requests because the gracious hand of God was on him. Provision. God is going to supernaturally supply all of your needs during this fast. Here it is. The second miracle is favor. Favor. Luke 2, verse 52 says this. Jesus grew both in wisdom and in uh, both in body and in wisdom, gaining favor with God and people. Why is the Bible so specific about this? <laughs> Watch me. Some of you won't like this, but this is going to be good. Because favor with God is not all that you need. You can have favor with God. You got that. Jesus died for you. But if you don't have favor with man, you won't go anywhere in this world. You need favor with people. Proverbs actually says one of the ways that you grow in your favor with man is through loyalty and kindness. So this fast, ask God to work on your attitude. Ask God to work on your tongue. 
Ask God to work on your mindset. Ask God to take away the negativity. Ask God to take curse words out of your mouth. That should not befall a Christian. Curse words. Take it out. Take it out. Take it out. Ask them to take it out. All those things are character things that prevent you from growing in favor with man. See, this is the thing. A lot of us are praying for breakthroughs, for open doors, for blessings, for this, for that. You know who God is going to use? God is going to use man. So, so, so Nehemiah prayed to God, but he had to talk to man. God, give me the timber. Talk to the king. But can I talk to the king? For the 10, 15, 20 years I've served him, I've been bitter every time I've showed up to work. So I'd, I'd be putting you into a trap with all these platitudes and stuff like do this and do that and do this and blessing and favor and blah, 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 without instructing you and telling you like, you can pray and fast. But if you don't make some space on your face, And start treating people with respect and honor and being excellent and showing up, being the best. You're not going anywhere. The potential is there for the door to open, but it won't. And so um, I love it. Uh, I I have not seen the favor of God so so, um, thick as now with the Granary Row, with the building situation. Yes, there we're waiting on the landlord to sign the lease, but um, the city is, I don't want to say they're bending over backwards, but we're, we're not supposed to be in this building. And so we were with um, the, the top guy, I forget his title, and he set us down because, y'all, it's going to cost like 10 to 15 grand to get an architect to do our renderings to get into that building because we're tearing down walls and we're building walls. And so I prayed, and I told PK, I'm going to call the city on Tuesday. Last week, I prayed when we started the fast. I called the guy, and I said, uh, uh, hey, look, <laughs> we don't have ten, fifteen thousand 15000 to pay an architect, right? What can we do to get past that? And he said, come on into the office. I'm going to show you everything you need to do. And this guy, who is a super busy guy, he sat down with us for 45 minutes and said, we need wall details, we need uh, this, uh, something analysis, and all this. this, this. And, we, and I said at the end, I said, um, thank you so much. You don't have to do this. And he said, I know, but you guys have been a pleasure to work with. Are you a pleasure to work with? It get good when I leave the, the table. Are you a pleasure to work with? No, legitimately. Ask yourself during this fast. You got 13, 14 days. Am I a pleasure to work with? And, and you'll begin to see the doors open up. Open up. And I, I've loved seeing the process of Highlight Church go from 3 to 9 to 24 to two services. To, uh, I love it. The building. I love it because all it's been, and you guys know I'm big on this, is character. Yeah. That's all it's been. It's not about preaching. Half of the people who we have to deal with in the city will never step foot into this church. 
but our reputation has gone before us as a church because they know that you people, you guys are people of character and they can trust you. And so they're just opening up the doors. So God wants to give you favor, but during this fast, allow him to work on this and this so that 2020 can be the year of more in your life. The third blessing is this, or miracle, is protection. So Ezra is one of Nehemiah's friends. They're on the way from uh, Persia back to Jerusalem. Seventy years has passed. Jeremiah said, um, what's that, Jeremiah 29, 11? Uh, I, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, do good unto you. It's one of y'all favorite verses. But it was a 70-year process. So this is the end of the 70 years. They're on their way back to Israel. Ezra is the high priest, and they're traveling, and he says this here. And there by the Ahava Canal, I gave orders for all of us to fast and humble ourselves before our God. We prayed that he would give us a safe journey and protect us, our children and our goods as we travel. For I was ashamed to ask the king. So there are certain things that man can do for you, but there are certain things that only God can do for you. So he said, I was afraid to ask the king and horsemen to accompany us and protect us from enemies along the way. After all, we told the king, our God's hand of protection is on all who worship him. Verse 23, so we fasted and earnestly prayed that our God would take care of us, and he heard our prayer. Remember last January, you, um, you did a seven-day all-liquid fast. Every morning, she'd wake up three to four in the morning to pray. I was in bed. Three to four in the morning to pray. You hadn't heard anything. Day seven, you said that God told you the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. And we knew then that it was going to be a long year. And our only prayer last year for the fast was God protect our marriage, protect our children, and protect our church. This year, as you fast, God's protection is going to come into your life. And what the devil's trying to take away, finances, health, key relations, protect our team, key relationships, God's protection is going to overshadow your life. And you, you, got, to, you got to look for that, and you got to believe that. A lot of you, you think right now, you've started fasting, and, and hell has busted wide open in your life, in your marriage. But God is going to come in through his grace, and he's going to begin to protect it and keep it. And, and, and keep it fresh in your life. Protection, protection, protection. A lot of you, your children are going through different seasons of life right now. And you're like, I can't control them. I can't tell them what to do. It's not your job. You got to pray. Protection. I was just talking to my dad last night on the phone. And um, he, he reminded me, he said, when you went off to college, son, I, I gave you to the Lord. He said, I didn't, I didn't know it was going to be like this, but I, I gave you to the Lord. You got, you got to give the things that you can't control into the hands of God. And during this fast, he's going to keep you. He's going to keep it. He's going to be faithful. And the last promise here, or the last miracle, is breakthrough. Breakthrough. Breakthrough is a sudden or instant advance. A lot, a lot, a lot of us, we've been in the same area in certain areas of our lives. But, but this is the year you're going to break, break through. Here it is. First Chronicles 14 says this. The Philistines had already camped in the valley. I'm going to skip some words. And were raiding by nearby villages. David has just become king of Israel. 
and hell has busted wide open. Satan's on the loose. Because anytime promotion comes, opposition is going to come. And so here come the Philistines, the enemy. Here it is, verse 10. David asked God, should I attack the Philistines? So he prayed. He prayed. He pray- Don't make a major decision this year without prayer. Stop talking to people. Stop talking to church people. Stop talking to unsaved people. Talk to God. Don't even talk to me. Talk to God. Because I might be hungry. I might have a headache. Talk to God. And he said to you this here. Should I attack the Philistines? Will you help me win? The Lord told David, yes, attack them. I will give you victory. David and his army marched to that place where they attacked and defeated the Philistines. He said, I defeated my enemies because God broke through them like a mighty flood. So he named the place the Lord broke through. God's going to, you're going to suddenly advance this year. Your life won't be in the same place this March that it was last March. It won't be in the same place this November as it was like, you're going to break through, break through, break through. And it's going to be upon the foundation of prayer and fasting. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We give you glory and honor. We thank you for your word, Jesus. We thank you for corporate worship and community We thank you that we are not alone and that you are faithful. Maybe today you feel far from God. I want to encourage you that God loves you and Jesus gave his life for you. And I I invite you and I encourage you to run into his arms today. If you're tired, if you're burdened, if you're hurting, if you're in pain, Jesus is waiting to wrap his arms around you. He loves you with an unfailing love. So if you want to come to Christ today and give him your heart, give him your life, just pray this prayer with me. Father God, I believe that Jesus is the son of God. And I believe that he died for my sins but he resurrected so that I would have life. Father, fill me with your spirit. Make me new. I am yours. My life will never be the same. In Jesus' name. Now, with every head bowed, if you prayed that prayer for the first time or if you've come back to the Lord today, just want you to raise your hand. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or you're coming back to Jesus today, I just want you to raise your hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, church, let's celebrate. I love you guys. Have a phenomenal week.